Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we have with us a very special guest, Travis Tate. Welcome to the show, Travis. Hello, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Nice to see you all. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Travis. Where can we find you? What do you do? Who are you? Why are you uh, on the show? Why am I on your show? That's very good. You're probably asking yourself that. I just invited myself, everybody. Full disclosure. No, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, my name is Travis Tate, of course. It says on the, the little thing right there. I don't know if you can read that. But, yeah, I'm a huge fan of pretty much everything nerdy and uh, uh, particularly professional wrestling. I, I love this movie, so I'm happy to be on here. Uh, you can follow me at Travis Tate Funny on pretty much everything, uh, all the social media stuff. And I have a podcast myself. It's called Late to the Party with Travis Tate, which I do with my, my buddy Jake Dahl. So, and we just kind of talk about nerdy stuff and have fun with it. I'm so proud of you for remembering your podcast, Travis. We've done <laughs> a number, a number of uh, panels together at different conventions. And that seems to be something whenever I push my podcast. Oh yeah. Hey, I have a podcast too. I should probably do that. <laughs> I so. usually forget as well, so don't feel bad about that. I noticed <laughs> on your on your little intro you had SLP. It plays in SLP on the the little VHS thing for the oh, young yeah. people out there. That is like that is like the dial up of VHS. That was those the least quality. <laughs> yeah, that's, but you get the most content. I mean, that's, that's true. That's how that's you true. explain us. We're the least quality. That's us. Uh, <laughs> we we, we I, are the least on one of those. We are the least quality um, on a mediocre platform. Like, the, anyway, if, let's not go any deeper. If we go deeper, it's just going to start hurting my feelings. You guys have video. I would never even attempt video on my podcast. At this oh. point, we're just making phone calls. I don't even do the like Zoom or or this or anything. It's just I'll just call you and we'll record it. <laughs> so. StreamYard, Val kind of introduced us to this system that we use, this program that we use. And, uh, it is like the easiest thing. I love it. Like it is so easy plug and play and it gives us an audio recording at the end and everything. So like my job has become a lot easier since we've been doing (laughs) StreamYard. So I love it. Thank you, Val. (laughs) So you mentioned the movie that we're talking about. Um, It is fighting with my family. Uh, It is based on Paige um, who is a professional wrestler. Uh, She kind of, I don't know when she started. I mean, it's only been what within the last 10 years. I don't think she's been around that long. It's like 2015, right around there, somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah. And, and she kind of came along as the WWE itself was starting to transition from, they called it their divas division, which by itself sounds really awful and sexist and weird, but it was like, even at 2015, it was much better than it was in the nineties when I was like in the prime of watching wrestling um, for, for female athletes. And she kind of came along and was one of the first that was really a good, solid wrestler. It wasn't just about the mm-hmm. looks or, or what she could say on the mic, but she was a good, solid wrestler, came from a wrestling family and started what they call the, the women's revolution in, in the WWE. And now they've got top to bottom, a lot of really good female athletes. Um, and, and Paige was kind of a, a pioneer for that in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, there were, uh, you had kind of Natalia Neidhart. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's the Glamazon's name? She's married to Edge. Oh, I can't, I just brain farted. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, is it like Lita? Isn't that her name? Lita? Oh, Lita, Lita was a little bit before that, but. Uh, okay. Um, Beth Phoenix, that's it. Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, yeah. They were kind of around there too, and they're legit, like, really good wrestlers. But she was, Paige was kind of the, the, the tip of the arrow for what is the women's revolution now where you've got, you know, uh, Charlotte, you've got Becky Lynch, all these, all these big names. She was kind of the one that like pierced through and then they all kind of followed through and even expanded it even more. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look top to bottom at, at who their female uh, wrestlers are now and like Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, Oscar, like all of these are, mm. are not what we typically would have seen previous to this. And it's really kind of cool. Uh, and they put on matches that are just amazing and phenomenal to watch. Another thing that I really like about this movie and that makes this really interesting is I don't think, so I was really big into the, the wrestling in the nineties. That's when I first got into it and really followed it quite a bit. And back then kayfabe was still kind of a big deal. 
And like right. a movie like this would never be made with, with uh, permission from WWE. Like this was produced by WWE and they were all on board with it. And this totally breaks down kayfabe. So for those that don't know, explain what kayfabe is. So kayfabe is the fictional world of professional wrestling. Like the, the story is not real. So <laughs> it's kind of real. Kind of, yeah. It's yeah. just scripted. It's scripted. Yeah. But, but like kayfabe is like, you don't want to break that. Like these characters aren't supposed to be characters. They're supposed to be who they really are. Right. Um, and so uh, back, uh, an example of kayfabe would be back in the day. If you were a baby face or a good guy, you couldn't be seen traveling with a heel or a bad guy because you wouldn't be friends because the heel is the bad guy and the baby face is the good guy. And so that was kind of kayfabe. And they wanted to make the, because it is scripted and because there's that, you know, it's fake kind of mentality. They wanted everything to be as real as possible. And so you were your character all the time. Uh, but that has been broken down a lot over the, the years. And this is an example of that where we get to kind of pull the curtain back and see professional wrestling behind the scenes. I really enjoyed this movie because I don't really know anything about wrestling at all. I don't follow wrestling. I maybe watched it a couple of times when I was younger because it was on. Um, you guys know how much I love The Rock, but like mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever watched him actually wrestle except for on memes and stuff. So to watch this movie and not really know, like I understand what wrestling is and I understand what the WWE is, but I just never got into it. But this outside of that, this is a really good story. It's a really mm-hmm. relatable story um, told very well. Um, and I love the characters in it. So many um, fun spots um, in this film. Um, I've seen it a few times now. And I have to say when, when it first came out and they, and it was being marketed, I was like, I don't know about this film. I don't know if I want to go to the press screening. It doesn't seem, you know, and I, and I didn't really care for the, the name of the movie. It kind of made me think it was something else. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't quite understand what it all meant. And then I went and saw it and I was like, Oh, okay. This was actually really cool. And I've seen it a few times now. And so you do mm-hmm. not have to be into wrestling to enjoy this film. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Val. Um, I grew up in wrestling back in like the eighties. I was the Hulk Hogan ultimate warrior, Brett the Hitman heart days. Um, and uh, not as much, um, uh, in the nineties and beyond, <clears throat> but, I feel like the marketing was not very good for this movie. I remember it came out. Um, I remember that it got really pretty good reviews, mm-hmm. but the marketing, it, it didn't excite me to go see this movie. And it was like, it's been on my list. I watched it last night for the first time and it's been on my list, but it was just like, yeah, I'll get to it one of these days. So I'm really glad that you guys did it. And it was fantastic because I'm a huge Florence Pugh fan from mm-hmm. her work in Midsummer. And I was like, this girl looks really familiar. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is Florence Pugh. Um, I've heard she was really good in The Little Women. I didn't see that one. And yeah. she's in the she's in the upcoming uh, Black Widow, where she plays Scarlett Johansson's yeah. sister. Incredible yeah. actress. And it was really fun to see a different side of her than, than Midsummer. But um, and, and it was surprising, too. I didn't know Stephen Merchant directed it. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people in this movie that I love as comic film, um, but just never got around to. So I really feel like the marketing did kind of let this thing down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think any time that WWE puts out a movie, it kind of, even with good or bad marketing or whatever, I think it typically kind of just gets pushed aside because they haven't really put out anything good. In, right until this movie like they, they'll put some and it's fun or whatever but this this was very different for them uh and so i i agree i don't i don't know that it was very well marketed but it is really really solid movie and, and it's really a good movie one of my favorite things about it was seeing um lena hetty from um game of thrones play a <laughs> character that is nothing like any character i've seen her play before because she's been in other right. movies that She's done a great job, but I love this because it was just so like opposite of anything she's ever done. 
Um, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when they invite um, uh, the girlfriend and her family over to dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And she's like, let me tell you about how we met. It was so romantic. And the parents are like, oh, we like romantic. And she's like, so I was going to kill myself. And he just got out of like a seven year prison stint. And then they're like eating like Yeah. We're from just, Draper. We don't talk to people <laughs> like you. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, it was it was and as they were trying to avoid swearing, but they would still say like really inappropriate stuff. Like, <laughs> When they talked about his leg bending both ways and she's like, oh, well, you got to see this part of his body. And she used a term that I won't use because we're live streaming and whatever. (laughs) And they're like, oh, sorry. I mean, you know, you should see his penis. And like, oh, yeah, that was really what was the word you use. But no, it's totally fine if you use it, which we've talked about on this show where it's the correct anatomical term. Anatomical. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) So. Yeah, I, this is a really, um, the actors in it do a really good job of playing the characters, um, very true to life. Uh, I, I've never been a professional wrestler, but from what I understand, you know, <laughs> you think about the WWE and you see all the glitz and the glamour behind it, but then you see him running this little promotion up in Norwich, England, um, and it's not glamorous at all. And I think by and large for four wrestlers, that's kind of what the life is unless you make it big in the yeah. WWE. It's on, I think it's honestly a lot like stand-up comedy because you get, there's a, a few at the very top of the triangle that are making buttloads of money. Can I say buttload? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, buttloads of money. You did. So. <laughs> and everybody, everybody else, it just, it gets, you know, smaller and smaller as far as where the money's at. And then it gets down to the people that are just doing it for the love of it. And that's, that's right. where they're at is, they just love doing it. And they honestly believe the characters believe the reason that they're even together and they've made what life they have is because they got into wrestling and just kind of bonded over that. So that's why it's such a huge thing in their family. Cause they just, it's kind of like, it's the core of their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that kind of back story there that it is really what holds their family together and really what saved their family. I mean, mm-hmm. he talks about his days thieving, um, you know, when she comes out one day and she's like, yeah, and there were guns and money on the table. And I was like, you know, this really kind of has to stop. And hey, listen, if I have to go back to robbing banks to support this family, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And he said it multiple times. She's like, no, we're not going back to that. Uh, we can have Roy do it or, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> like the one who's already but in I prison, feel it's like fine. All of those comments really put a lot of pressure on Paige. Um, to the point where she didn't really understand, like, if she was doing it for herself or if she was mm-hmm. doing it because that's how she was brought up and that's all she knew. And so I really love the moment when um, Vince Vaughn is in this movie. I'm hit and miss with Vince Vaughn fan. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'm like, ugh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And other times I'm like, okay, He's I money. think this was really good. This was just enough Vince <laughs> Vaughn for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just enough. Um, and so, you know, he says, so why are you doing this? And she says, my entire family does it. I've been doing it my whole life. Okay. But why do you want to do it? And she repeats it. My family does it. I've been doing it my whole life. And it really made her think like, why do I do this? This is all I know. And she really, you know, it was the story of her figuring out who she was outside of her family, which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, but I love, um, I, I I don't want to, um, skip over the fact that her dad is Nick Frost, who is right. a great comedian in his own right, but he does a lot of British comedy. So a lot of people don't really um, recognize him when he's not standing next to Simon Pegg or doing something like totally ridiculous. And I loved him in this role because it was a little, I mean, as much as this movie was a comedy, it still was serious. Like there were serious yeah. moments. There were thoughtful moments um, because it is based, you know, on her story. Um, but they, he just created kind of this island of misfit wrestlers in their small mm-hmm. town right. where they take their little van around and they pick up all the misfits <laughs> and they're singing in the car. These kids that normally would not have a place to go. Even the blind kid wrestles, which is so cool because he's like, they're up there and they're running through you know, different moves. And he's like, I'm just here for the smells. That was like one of my favorite lines <laughs> in the movie. 
because you know that with all of those little kids and teenagers in that wrestling room, it's not like ventilated. There are a lot of smells in there and they're like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You might as well just get up here and try it. And I just thought that was so neat. Like the story inside of the story of kind of making this, the misfits Mm -hmm. of the small town have a place to be. I loved, I loved the line when they're trying to get him in the ring. And she's like, look, you're a blind teenager. What are you going to do? Go home and look at Like, get in here. Like, what the you got going on? Like, and it was just some really good lines. Um, and I, and speaking of the Misfit Wrestlers, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when she says to Zach, who thinks that because he didn't get his shot at the WWE, that, like, everything he worked for was a waste. And mm-hmm. she says, you know, you're doing some amazing things. You're teaching a blind kid to wrestle. You're doing this. You're doing that. And she said, just because you don't have millions of people cheering you on doesn't make it any less amazing. Um, yeah. And I, I love that because I think there are a lot of people who are just your average Joe or average Jane, I guess, because, uh, you know, equal rights and stuff. And um, like that are just going about their lives and their business doing amazing things, but they don't recognize it because they're looking at, well, if I had gotten a break and I was here and I was up and people knew and recognized it you know, I'd be living the dream, but they don't realize the amazing and, and important contributions that they're making, you know, quietly going about their day. And it doesn't make it any less amazing just because everybody doesn't know about it. I think, I think that's a really good point because it shows without like beating you over the head with it and making it the message of the movie. People need a purpose. People need something to do. People need, whether it's art, whether it's sports, whatever, whether it's math, you just need to Find something that you enjoy doing and try to just master it. And it does so much for a person's self-confidence and gives them a purpose in life. And it makes them feel like they're making a difference. So I like that about the movie. Me too. Me too. I hate math. I'm so glad my kids are all done in school now. (laughs) Yeah, I there were just so many. I feel like. um stories inside of the story again. And I feel like that's real life because Paige from the beginning, they kind of um, set her and her family up to feel like outsiders. And I love it because she's like this awkward, pale, dark haired kid. And that's what I felt like when I was younger is I was just this pasty (laughs) (laughs) black hair that felt like I didn't belong anywhere. And then she gets to, Um, her camp with all of these other girls and you automatically when you're treated that way or you feel that way you feel that way everywhere and so she felt like she was the underdog everywhere and automatically thought that people were um, putting her down and then she realized very quickly that it's not just about her other people Mm -hmm. have other lives these women didn't have any bad thoughts about her they were dealing with their own crap she isolated herself which I think for women, we do that a lot to ourselves is we kind of put ourselves in this area. And then when we get in with other women, our brains just do this like weird psychotic thing where we, where we just judge each other or we think others are judging us. And I really liked the fact where those women are like, it, our looks have nothing to do with you. I have this other problem and my son and this. So she really had to grow um, and realize that, there's more to life than just um, her little bubble, which I thought was really important. And she gained some knowledge and some new friends. And, you know, it was really good, I think, for her to get out and leave on her own. And I'm glad she did that because I think a lot of people get in that situation where they have to leave home, they get this opportunity, but they don't do it because it's very uncomfortable for them. Um, But the fact that her family pushed her Regardless of why they pushed her, it was, I think it was more for them than for her. Um, but I'm glad they did. Well, I was just going to say real quick, um, that scene on the bus is a very pivotal moment um, where she goes up to the other ladies and she's like, you talk about me behind my back again and I'm going to I'm going to wallop you. And it's such an important scene because it adds a lot of heart when you realize that those women weren't talking about her. They were talking about one of the other ladies, you know, children and how she hadn't seen that, that child for quite a while. And it really humanized them. It humanizes her. It was, it was a real character instead of just a caricature. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I feel like that scene in particular, because I rewatched it again this morning. So it'd be fresh in my mind. And it's, Normally in a lot of movies, there's a trope where 
you know, she'll she'll do something to save one of them and then they accept her, you know, something. Like, mm-hmm. But this, this showed this is something that humans do. I do it myself. We get in our own way. We invent problems for ourselves sometimes. And that's kind of what she was doing. Not to say that they were always super nice to her because they weren't. There was times where they were kind of catty with her. But she just kind of, she kind of built that up in her head to where it was this huge thing like the world is against me. And then she once she realized, well, maybe maybe they're just thinking about their lives just the way I'm thinking about my life. Maybe they're not obsessing with me. And then it allowed her to get over that obstacle and, you know, be the best she could be. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I, I just, I really related to that. And I'm glad um, because I think we all as humans, we kind of put ourselves in these bubbles of what we think we are. And then mm-hmm. we put that on to other people thinking that they, you know, they're doing the same. So right. I thought that was great. Again, I just love how this movie, you think that it's going to be just this like, you know, on the surface movie that talks about wrestling and, you know, this girl makes it and, and it isn't, it just keeps it go. It keeps getting deeper and deeper, Deeper, which mm -hmm. is really nice. And of course I loved it when the rock showed up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, He said one thing that I really love, you know, when, when the brother's like, Hey, um, how do I be the next you? And he's like, don't be the next me be the right. next you mm-hmm. um and i you know it was such a great after he like totally lays into him <laughs> with his <laughs> entire like rock like um speech that just i loved it so much and he scared him and then he's like no 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 man like that's how you you got to go win over the crowd you got to go perform you got to be yourself but don't be the next me be the next you i loved it well and i like it too he says this is me but it's me amplified yeah, you know, this, is, this is me on the, uh, the turn the volume all the way up to 11. And I do love that part because when he calls him a, an Oliver Twist, please, sir, can I have some advice? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Rock is just inherently charming. That guy's got charisma for days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I like right now on my screen, Val's head is on the Rock's body. I don't know if it's not <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> but she's talking about the Rock and there's huge biceps. Those are pretty good biceps. I'll go off. There we go. Yeah. The Rock, I believe, <laughs> that lines up perfectly, yeah. Val, the Rock executive produced then? it, right? The movie? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah he, he was one produced of the producers. It and he pushed it to for the story to get told, um, which I love. So it just makes me love him even more. Um, but again, I, I was just I was very, very surprised by this film. Um, and if you've seen it once, watch it again. Cause there are some things that you probably missed just because you're, you know, watching it, thinking it's going to be one thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super enjoyable. And I, again, like when you guys were nerding a- around at the beginning of this podcast, talking about <laughs> all of your wrestling jargon, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I've heard of some of the names you've said, but again, I know nothing about it. And I totally was charmed by this film. Hey, Val, Jake uh, popped out of the feed, but he's wondering if you can add him back in. Oh, I didn't know I needed to add him back in. There we go. No, there you are go. grounded. You don't get to come back in. Once you're out, you're out. <laughs> so so my my power flickered off and then right back on, but it knocked my internet out. So it like takes forever for the internet to come back on. So now I'm uh. on my phone. And it's less <laughs> fancy. You can see behind me the green screen is just a green screen now. You mean so you were in fancy. front of a wrestling ring earlier? I, I look like I was. <laughs> I thought you like built a wrestling ring in your basement. I was going to be so excited. <laughs> well, it got me thinking. Watching this movie got me thinking. I've got six kids. That's enough to start our own little promotion here. Yes. Yeah, like, why not? It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. Yes. I have no. I have no training whatsoever, so we're probably going to end up killing each other because, like, we don't know how to take a fall and stuff like that. Take it till you make yeah, it, man. That's how you make it. It's true. I'm sure there's a full-on YouTube video. Eventually, they're going to want to back. How to train like a wrestler. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. YouTube teaches me. They're going to throw you on tax, though, Jake, just so you know. I know. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> no, no, no. I heard you. The, the tax thing, like, I... Goes and he's doing that show uh, after he doesn't make it, and they throw him on the tax, and he's sitting there and he's picking out the thumbtacks out oh. of his back. Like I don't think people realize, especially 
you know, even when they're having the dinner with the with his girlfriend's parents and they say, Oh yeah, it's all fake and they're like, Wait, it's not if it was fake, would I have done this injury and this injury? Mm-hmm. Like people don't realize that some of that stuff, like, it's scripted, but when you're thrown on top of tax, you're thrown on top of tax and it right. hurts. Like you're yeah. like I love the scene where he's sitting there with the with the wrestler and he's like, Okay. He's wanting to know if you're willing to take one of these. And he holds up a metal garbage can <laughs> to the face. And he's like, well, what does it feel like? And then he just punches him in the face with it. And he's like, oh, that's I like, what it feels I like. I like when he's okay. sitting in the room and he just throws a ball at that guy's balls. I'm like, what? <laughs> you guys just do that when you're sitting around? You guys just throw no. balls at each other's balls? No. You wouldn't no. warn anybody if you're going to do that. <laughs> you just go no. catch. <laughs> So I was I was watching a, a behind the scenes something, uh, and they were talking to to Triple H, and he who's a wrestler in the WWE, and he was saying the secret to taking a crotch shot is you just hope that somehow they miss your crotch. Like that's the secret. There is like like and you just brace for the pain because it always hurts. Like there is no like. Aim for the upper thigh. Yeah, exactly. This is my favorite episode ever because you're talking about taking a crotch shot. You. He also said the word penis. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Just pray that you're not Andre the Giant if it's coming your way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, and and I want to touch on what Jake said. I, I saw an interview. I don't remember who it was with, but he's like, okay, you know that you're going to get hit in the head with a metal chair. You're still getting hit in the head with a metal chair, even though you know it's coming. That's why they don't do it anymore. Cause yeah. those, those guys were really taking shots to the head. And that's a lot of CTE yeah. that mm-hmm. if it's not showing up now, cause I've, I've had concussions from playing football and stuff like that. And man, I, I can't find words all the time. So I can just imagine what, what these guys are going through. It's crazy that they ever did that. That they ever thought, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Because you can see, like, I've I've worked with uh, Mick Foley a few times, and the fact that he can actually go on a stage and tell jokes and tell stories is amazing. Because speaking of The Rock, The Rock hit him in the head like 20 times with a steel chair in one match, just over and over to the point that you can see backstage footage of uh, Mick Foley's wife just like, tearing into the rock like how did you why did you keep going you know and he's like well i thought he was fine he he just kept saying keep going keep going because oh he was concussed God. that's why he said keep going <laughs> <laughs> well and like um they've got this documentary series on uh wwe network right now called the undertaker's last ride which is oh, amazing i love that it. it goes behind the scenes for the undertaker who is the one guy who never broke kayfabe like in his career mm-hmm. <laughs> ever I, see and like, he when he came on the scene that's kind of when i started to leave but yeah like, uh, he, i know the undertaker. he wouldn't go out in public as mark calloway like ever and but he's talking about uh when he lost for the first time at wrestlemania against brock lesnar and he's like i remember like getting ready for the match and then that's the last thing i remember i don't know when i got concussed but he was out for the whole match, but he just kept going because he was that kind of a professional, you know, and that's like, that's the crazy thing that these guys do. They put their bodies through hell for entertainment. And, uh, it's just incredible. Like it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that 20 years ago, it never occurred to anybody that the brain might get damaged if you hit it hard. Right. We're all just like, yeah, it'll be fine tomorrow. Well, I mean, <laughs> shake it off. To be yeah. totally fair, the NFL still not totally convinced that That's true. that damage if it That's gets hit true. that many times. So it's, yeah. you know, uh, but, but yeah, like it's weird that nobody thought, well, what could, what could possibly go wrong? You know how to take a chair shot to the head, right? Yeah. Right. I put <laughs> my head there and take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know they just I hit in the back. Really they hit yeah. him in the back. Yeah, so now that's all they do is the impact. Yeah, because there's nothing to hurt back there. It'll be no, fine. your spine. No, your spine. <laughs> I know. I know. Super kicks aren't really hitting them in the face, but man, they sell those. Whenever yeah. they do, you, you see a super kick, you're like, he's dead. That like, I dead. know. I know. Part of how they sell it is like like slapping themselves on the thigh mm-hmm. and stuff like right. that for the sound. 
I look for it every time and I still miss it because I'm too focused on the super kick. Like it's amazing how they do it. They do a really good job. Like even being a fan my whole life and knowing some of the keys that they look for, some of the uh, cues that they give each other, it's still hard to find it in a good match between two good wrestlers. Now, if they're not good wrestlers, you can see it and it's not really that great, but that's where the the art comes in. When people say it's kind of, it's kind of like, even in the movie, they say it's a soap opera in spandex and it is kind of a soap opera. It's kind of a ballet. It's, you know, there's a little bit of stand up comedy in there. There's some sketch comedy Mm -hmm. and there is, there is art to it. So when it is done, right. So even though, you know, everybody says, ah, it's not real. It's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. this or it's that. The reason, I mean, I'm 42 years old and I still watch it. It's because of all of that combined. There is entertainment value in there for me that I appreciate, you know, just the time that they spend every day trying to perfect it. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredible. Go ahead, Tracy. I was going to say one of my other favorite scenes that I really liked is when he's, he's talking to Paige about why he, uh, Vince Vaughn, he's talking to Paige about why he didn't cast her brother. And he says, because he's going to be the guy who just goes from town to town and gets beat up. And he's going to be the one that's going to be willing to throw himself on thumbtacks and jump on, you know, let somebody throw him off a 30 foot cage. Um, and he's never really going to amount to, to anything in superstardom because he doesn't have the it factor. And I know because that was me. And that was a really poignant part. And mm-hmm. I, I was really happy to see Vince Vaughn pull it off because that's, that's, a, that's a tough line to walk where he sells it well and it doesn't become saccharine. It doesn't become stupid. It doesn't become mm-hmm. predictable. Like when he said that, I was like, when he started that monologue, then I'm like, okay, I kind of figured where this is going. But up until that point, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's a tough job he has to, to be the person that tells people you're not good enough. Yeah. I would never, yeah. I would never want that job. If people no, it's come a up to happy job, if people ask me to open mic, what do you think? I lie. I'm like, yeah, it was good. Keep coming. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. I'm like, yeah, you're doing great. Keep, keep going. <laughs> I just know I don't have it in me to be that brutally honest with somebody. <laughs> he's and he's so good at it too. Like when when they're doing the tryouts uh in London and he's like he points to the one guy, he's like, Are you gonna be are you do you have what it takes to be the next WWE champion? He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be a champion. He's like, see right there. That's one of the key ingredients right there. You have to have a good attitude. It, that's so important. He said, now that's all you have. You don't have any of the other. Not that good attitude. So and like, he just delivered some of those lines so well. Um, like he was really, really good in this part, which is amazing to mm-hmm. me because I don't like, like Val said, he's hit and miss for me too. I sometimes Vince Vaughn is great. And sometimes he's not, but this role, he was, he was really, really good. Really well suited. I really liked your speech. I really did. When I first heard it 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squeeze the horn. Squeeze the horn in your pain. <laughs> he, and I love yeah. it. It's like one of those old car horns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like even more insulting. So I, now while I was um, fixing my internet, I don't know if you guys talked about, you know, how, how much this was about Paige kind of figuring out who she is, not just in the ring, outside of the ring, all of that. Um, I love when the rock's talking to him and he, he says, don't worry about being the next me, be the first you. Um, and as a wrestling nerd, like that's huge because I get that the gimmicks that really get over with the fans are the ones that are based on who these people are like that are genuine. Most of the time, Undertaker is, again, a huge exception to that. But like the gimmicks that really work are when people find something about themselves. Like when he says that as The Rock, that's just Dwayne Johnson turned up to 11, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a wrestling nerd, I really love that. But I think there's a good message there for anybody. Like, don't worry about being the next whoever the big person is uh, in, in whatever career you're doing. But worry about being the first you and finding the the way to to bring out the best in who you are and what you bring to the scene as opposed to trying to be somebody else. Yeah, we already covered all that, but we let you talk it out so that you <laughs> <laughs> That's a still turn right, to the well, face. Good night, folks. We'll see you later. Val <laughs> just drop kicked him from the top rope. <laughs>
That's fair. So <laughs> we haven't had a that's fair in a while. Yes. Yeah. Team Val. <sighs> Team Val. All right. <laughs> I'm staying neutral. I don't know who decided to have me on here, so I'm just going to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) See, usually I'm the one that takes the abuse. uh, um, I mean, I like this movie so much that when I was done watching it, I went home and I kind of Googled more about her Mm because I wanted to know more Mm -hmm. about where she fit into the wrestling world. Um, you know, because I, I have watched like some of the reality female TV mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember like the two sisters. What is that? The like Bell- the Bella sisters. Yeah. There's Bella like, Bellas, and then there's, I've watched, uh, I've watched a few of their shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of figure out like where she fit in what I knew. Um, and so it was, I, you know, learning more about, you know, how she really did pave a way for a new kind of female wrestler, um, was very cool because they, they kind of end it as, okay, she's, she has arrived and they don't really tell you what she had to fight for after she finally got there, you know, cause I'm sure that's a whole nother movie. So it was very interesting to go on the interwebs and kind of Google more about her journey and, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it, it says something about a movie that I thought was going to be very frivolous to mm-hmm. the fact that I've seen it a few times now. And I wanted to know more that usually doesn't come out of a movie like this mm-hmm. for me. So, um, but I do love sports movies. Um, they are my favorite regardless of the sport. Um, mm-hmm. and I was not disappointed. Yeah. That last scene of the movie. I mean, she really did kind of come out of nowhere because yeah. NXT is a big brand now. It's a brand on its own, but at that time, NXT really was developmental and it had a few people watching it here and there, but I didn't know who Paige was. I, I remember that episode of Raw where she comes out and won the title out of nowhere. And the way they did it in the movie, it actually like, I mean, I got like goosebumps and I'd seen it before. I saw it live and then I'd seen the movie previously, but I got them again this morning, just the way they built that up. And she just come up, came out of nowhere and won the title. And like, like Val said, I mean, She's kind of had a rough go of things since then. I mean, there there could be another movie there. Uh, I don't if they if they want to go down there. I I don't know. I mean, she's had she had a neck injury, so she had to kind of retire. She was dating mm-hmm. a wrestler that was abusive and got her hooked on like drugs, and she became an alcoholic and stuff like that. She got away from him, cleaned herself up. She made a comeback from the neck injury only to get injured again. And they yeah. tried to find her places. They made her SmackDown of GM or the GM SmackDown for a while. And she still pops up here and there. She's still employed, even though they just got rid of like 30 people. They, they hung on to her because I think they do see value in her. It's just a matter of what to do with her. Cause they definitely don't want her to go anywhere else. Cause she's got talent, even uh, just talking in the ring. Uh, she can yeah. go out there and cut a promo on somebody that's pretty impressive. So, I mean, they definitely see the value still there, but you know, I, I, I've read that she wants to make a comeback again after two neck injuries. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's pretty scary. It's, like, it's risky. Yeah. But it's in her blood, you know, I get it. Yeah. Well, and you hear about, you hear about so many wrestlers that do that, that even after a serious neck injury, I mean, you look at uh, one that's right now going on with edge coming back and mm-hmm. making a comeback. He was gone for, for nine years. Or so, like it was a long time, and and just barely got cleared to come back. But he could one wrong move in the ring could end up, you know, not just ending his career, but paralyzing him like serious consequences. Right. But sometimes you just can't leave it. You know what I mean? You can't. It, it is yeah. like you said, Travis, in their blood. Um, like they're infected with it. Like she and her mm-hmm. brother talk about in the film, like you make it sound like a disease. Yeah. We're riddled with it. Like there's no cure. <laughs> and that's, I, I think that is it for a lot of these uh, wrestlers. Um, and it says something about how over she is with the fans mm-hmm. that WWE is making a movie about her, that um, there's interest there that they haven't let her go because really WWE, if you're not over with the fans, they don't care how talented you are. If you're not going to make them money in some capacity, they just let you go. They don't care. Right. I mean, Vince McMahon is all about making money, which is fine. He's a right. businessman. That's what businessmen do. But one thing like, I wish there's not a lot of loyalty there. 
I would have mentioned, I, I wish they would have mentioned this in the movie is since the rock was in it, when he first showed up, nobody cared. His name was Rocky Maivia. He was yes. a baby face. He was all smiles and hey guys, let's go. Let's do it. Let's go fight oh. the bad guys. And he, he was, was just so cool. lame. It was cornball <laughs> to the fullest. And nobody cared. Everybody hated him. People would chant, die, Rocky, die. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And then he kind of took a little turn, got some I think he got injured and then came back, got a little attitude, kind of got that swagger, got a little, you know. Yeah telling people off in the ring and stuff like that. And that's when it kind of clicked. So there is this little voyage of finding your voice is what comedians always say, but wrestlers have to do that too. Yeah, they, they totally do. And he came in at a weird time because WWE was moving away from, or WWF at the time was moving away from kind of the big gimmicks, like what he had in the really kind of comic booky type style Mm -hmm. and into something more real and into the attitude era to, to compete with, uh, WCW and the NWO and all of that. And he, yeah, he did not go over well when he first showed up. He was lame, lame. Uh, so many letters. It's like NWA and OPP. And I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've heard them all I'm before. With OPP. I don't feel like where they fit in the wrestling N- universe. NWA. So many letters. MTV. NWA. TNT. <laughs> <laughs> I know who NWA is. That's who I do know NWA. I don't know. <laughs> this is International like Wrestling and Alliance. With WWE coming out coming after WWF, but re, E really comes before F, where they're saying like we're, we're better than you because we're no. Uh, they got the, 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 the World Wildlife Foundation. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, what why it, they can't use it anymore. I was making a joke. And then they yeah. their uh, their tagline was "Get the f out." That's that's how they yeah. say the, the fans get the f out. Yep. Which has kind of been their attitude toward the fans a lot. Sometimes just get the f that's out. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Whatever. No, it's it's interesting. Um, this is a really good. If I were to show, uh, if somebody were to ask, like, what to watch to kind of get into wrestling or whatever, this would be something that I would show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it kind of explains a, a little bit uh, in depth in a way that, uh, like you guys have mentioned, if you're not super familiar with wrestling, it's still engaging and you might find it interesting enough to go and find out more and, and look into it. Um, you know, probably do that more than like the dark side of the ring or something like that. That's probably mm-hmm. going to turn a lot of people off to wrestling. Right. So it's um, a good fa- even take wrestling out of it. It's a good family movie because right. yeah, absolutely the, the complex relationships within a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's great, and we we watched it as a family. And now my four year old goes around and says bollocks all the time, so it's totally. <laughs> Yay! No, I think it's a good message for parents too, not to put too much pressure on a kid, and then also yeah. like, am I pushing this kid because I want them to be the best they can? Or am I pushing them because I want them to meet my expectations? It, oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't, parenting is, I don't uh, know because if they wouldn't have pushed her, she wouldn't have done it. Like so, there's kind right. of this. Yeah, there's a fine like, line to walk. I mean, they well, pushed and, and, her, but they also just made it a part of what they did together. I think there's a big difference because I think there's a lot of parents that like push their kid to be like this all-star football player, but they themselves don't. They're not involved in it. They just want them to do well. Whereas mm-hmm. this was like an entire family thing that they did together. Um, but yeah, anytime she kind of questioned it, they were upset. So it was just kind of like, okay, but if they wouldn't have pushed her, she wouldn't, would she be where she is? But at the same time, maybe she would have figured out something else in her life she wanted to do. There's just all these what ifs, but I do love that her brother just, he didn't care that like she came home and she was special like he beat the crap out of her because she wanted to quit. And that was his dream too. And he knew that she had more in her. So, I mean, maybe we just need to do more of that. Like beating the crap out of our sisters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do not mean that. Do not do that. There's a good lesson well, there too yeah. about dealing with, because it was his dream too. And mm-hmm. his, I mean, he was crushed and he didn't deal with it well. And they cover that in the movie. And that's part of the reason he beat her up in the ring is because he was jealous. It wasn't just that uh, she wanted to quit and he wanted to inspire her. It was also like, I'm going to take out my aggression on you right now. And it's a good way for us to learn, you know, we need to be able to deal with 
with disappointments in life because life isn't fair. You know, no matter how much you want something, there are movies out there that, that tell kids, if you want it bad enough, it's going to happen for you. And that's not reality. Reality is yeah. you're going to have disappointments every day in your life, probably. So if you can cope with that and get get the tools to be able to, to deal with that, then you're going to be a much better person in the long run than even if you did achieve your dreams. And then then all of a sudden you're like, well, now what? Now, <laughs> this didn't make me happy because the dream wasn't going to make you happy. It's it's becoming a, a rounded person that's going to make you happy. Yep. Totally agree. That's what I want you to. Yep. So, um, <laughs> this is you <laughs> we have a special ring appearance. I want to watch Taco, Taco on Mom, YouTube. Please. That's my favorite thing on YouTube. I, wa- I like watching Taco videos. Taco that's a good choice. Just Taco videos? Yes, yes. Just watching them make uh, all sorts of tacos. Tacos al pastor, that's my favorite. Oh, you're speaking my language. Oh, it's so good. Oh. <laughs> So, do you guys want to grade the movie? <laughs> this has been like my worst show. How do you how do you grade it? We give it a letter grade, just okay. a standard letter grade scale, not like the modified Utah out of school letter grade, where like if you show up, you get a pass, or if you don't, like you get a fail. Like, <laughs> no, it's like it's a, B, yeah. Well, hey, that's that's how I got my MBA was on a pass fail program. <laughs> go for that, hundred percent. Um, no, we just give it a letter grade. So. Um, we'll start, uh, we'll start with you, Val, and then we'll go to Tracy and then we'll go from there. That sounded like I, I was a conducting a training program. Um, I thought it was a very entertaining. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. Um, I've definitely seen it more than once and I would probably watch it again. Um, so yeah, solid B, B plus area. Uh, I would be right in the B plus area. Um, I hadn't seen it before last night. I very much enjoyed it. I would, I would watch it again. Um, great comedic talent, solid writing, um, heartfelt, good performances across the board, good messaging. Um, yeah, I really like this film. What about you, Travis? Uh, as a wrestling fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna say A minus. And the only thing I would have changed about it, I would have liked a little more lead up to her debuting on Raw. Yes, there, there wasn't a lot of explanation. It just happened so fast. Like, mm-hmm. like she didn't even know she was going to win the title. They almost made it at the end. They almost made it like it was Rocky and she really was fighting AJ Lee in the ring and really did win. The, but there, I mean, there's behind the scenes stuff there. It would have been nice if they had said, Hey, th- we want to do this and we believe in you. And this is what you've done to make us believe in you. I think yeah. that would have been a little bit better, but I'm going to give it an A minus anyway. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point because it's true. Like they were willing to go behind kayfabe a little bit and pull that curtain back a little bit, but they're like, yeah, but like in ring stuff, I'm not quite ready to say that's scripted or right. whatever. So, uh, which was a little bit weird. And I agree, a little bit more buildup would be good. Um, I I would say a B plus as well. It's just a, a good, fun, solid movie. Um, really, honestly, if you want to see behind the scenes, what it's like to be a wrestler and to get in to the WWE. I think this is a, as good as anything else out there to see and, and watch. Um, and and for that reason, I, I would say a B plus. So you guys have learned that I like most things. So I'm always going to grade things a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We know you're the guy that's not going to be like, Oh, you're, you're awful. Give it up. Yeah. You already told us that you already told you have a hard yeah. time criticizing. Yeah, but I like really you have to take your A minus and probably bring it down like almost to full grade <laughs> level to know where it where it really sits. But B B pluses are actually really good on this show. I think yeah. most of the movies that we pick on this show, we pick because it's movies that make us. It's movies that we do mm-hmm. um, uh, enjoy. Sometimes uh, Tracy or Mayhem will throw out a C or a C minus. I think there's one show again. This show. Um, will never be seen um, mm-hmm. or heard of again. It was seen live one time, and it's when we did Ready Player One, and I yep. think we all gave that like D's or something I, like that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard. Never heard but, I've yeah, never but heard usually that on this show. show, we're in the B, the <laughs> A B range. So yeah. yeah. All right. So thank you uh, for joining us, those that watched us live here and those that will watch us after. Uh, not when we're dead, but like after the show's not live. Um, 
we, we want to thank you, Travis, for being here. Let everybody know where they can find you again. That's so they can go follow you on all the social media stuff and, and follow your show. Uh, social media at Travis Tate funny. Uh, that's what on all the platforms. And then uh, my podcast is uh, called late to the party with Travis Tate. And then, you know, I'm right now, I'm pretty much only doing wise guys <laughs> because there's no shows going on anywhere <laughs> in the country. But, yeah. you know, if, hopefully I can get to a town near you and you'll, you'll come out and I'll make you laugh. Funny guy. Awesome. Go check his stuff out. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's pretty funny. Like yeah. Travis is hilarious. <laughs> I love hilarious. working with you, Travis. We love having you on the show and we'll have to have you back again sometime. Um, and we really appreciate you being here. Our next show, we're going to have another, well, we have a bonus episode that's going to come out on Monday. You guys are going to want to come back uh, to Facebook and see it. We'll set up a premiere for it. Um, we are going to be reviewing and talking about the movie Just Mercy. Um, it is available right now uh, to rent for free on like any digital platform. Uh, I know I bought it on iTunes right now. It was $3.99, which is a steal of a price because this is a very good movie. Um, and I think it's one that a lot of people need to watch right now to kind of put into context a little bit of what's going on uh, throughout the country. And so we'll, we'll talk about that um, on Monday. But next week for our next episode, we're going to have another funny person on. <laughs> um, uh, we've got Eileen Dobbins joining us and we're going to be talking about Heather's, I believe is what we decided for that one. Correct. So, <laughs> so that will be a lot a really of fun. Dark, 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 funny movie. A cult yeah. comedy classic. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're excited to talk about that one uh, with Eileen. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So again, Travis, thank you for being here. Thank you everybody for listening. And uh, you can find us everywhere on social media where we are at movies that make us on Instagram uh, movies that make us on Facebook uh, and then at movies make us on Twitter. Um, and of course, please subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and follow us on Facebook for more live videos. And thanks for watching. And we won't see you at the movies. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks Travis. Bye guys. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.